Firm Culture 2.0 show, where your questions help the legal community build progressive, productive, and profitable workplace cultures that work for everyone by leveraging the power of authentic relationships. I'm your host, Camila Exum, former attorney and relationship ICU patient, currently principal consultant and executive coach at Exum Consulting, where I am a relationship jogger training for the triathlon. You're back, pumped and ready to go with our next question, aren't you? Cue the Rocky music, because we are in training. You ready? Let's get into the ring. Let's kill, kill, kill. All right, well, uh, that was meant to be Rocky, but it turned into Michael Myers real fast. So why don't we just keep moving right along? Today's question comes to us from Clifford. How do I get my partner to stop interrupting me? I've just switched practice groups and the partner I report to now, Martin, never lets me speak. He constantly interrupts me and rolls his eyes or sighs when I ask questions. I'm afraid to ask questions now because he probably thinks I'm stupid, but how can I prove him wrong if he's constantly talking over me? How do I get my partner to stop interrupting me? Oh dear, yes, this is a bit of a toughie, isn't it, Clifford? I'm sorry you're experiencing this, first of all. Um, It sounds like frustration and maybe some fear. We don't know what's going on with Homeboy. Does he even notice that he's an interrupter? Some people do not. (laughs) Does he care? What's an associate training for the triathlon to do? Let's get to work. So the issue I spot here is about the distinction between process and outcome. Now, I hope you're seated, nice and comfortable. Have a glass of water next to you maybe your phone in case of emergency, if you're not listening to this on your phone, Uh, maybe a pillow to scream into what I tell you what I'm about to say next. Ready? Okay, here we go. You cannot control someone else's thoughts or behavior. (sighs) I know, I know, it's a blow, it's a blow. Wipe your brow, walk it off, shake off the limb, shake it out, shake it out. It's like you thought you were drinking a Bloody Mary and it turns out someone replaced your Bloody Mary mixed with Tabasco sauce. I get it. I get it. All right. Now that you've composed yourself, I'll say that again. You cannot control someone else's thoughts or behavior. They are run by their stories, period. What you can do is choose your own stories and control your own behavior. And oftentimes doing this really has the power to influence others to make a positive change. But don't get it twisted. The decision to make change always is about them and not you. Relationship triathletes take steps to resolve a situation, which means being in the process, and let go of the outcome. It's not as bad as it sounds. Hold on. Let's coach. First set of questions. Clifford, how frequently do you talk to Martin without him interrupting you? What are the circumstances around those conversations? Is there a difference in time of day, medium used, like in person versus Zoom or phone? How much does it matter what the topic of conversation is? So I'm asking these questions because we want to start by separating the facts from the story that Martin is, quote unquote, always interrupting Clifford. And we want to know if the behavior is circumstance specific so that when it comes time to address the issue with Martin, we can be as clear 
and articulate on the issue as possible. The next set of questions assumes that there is no difference in circumstances in which Martin is interrupting that Clifford can identify. Clifford, what would be the most effective way to approach Martin to request this change in his behavior? How might you communicate your request in a way that makes you feel satisfied that you've expressed yourself authentically and that Martin is most likely to hear you? What third party might you include, if any? What preparatory steps might you take in order to be ready for the communication? What blocks might you have to overcome? All right, there are a lot of questions here. To get Clifford thinking about how he will plan to ask for what he wants. So he's identified what he wants and now he needs to ask for it. Maybe a face-to-face meeting feels too scary for him and that's totally fine. The important thing is to find a medium that works for both Clifford and for Martin. Clifford, how can you support Martin in meeting your request? What does he need in order to help him comply? Now, I'm asking this question because Martin might need help recognizing when he's interrupting. He might not know that he's doing that, uh, either in the moment or afterwards. Or he might need reassurance to know that he's improving and interrupting less. Maybe it's something else entirely. Again, we just don't know. That would be something that we would talk with Martin about in that communication. Now, I'm going to acknowledge that, Clifford, it is not your responsibility to keep after Martin and to uh, make sure that he does what you ask him to do. That said, a relationship triathlete helps where they can. And if reminding or being helpful to Martin in a way that he has requested in order to help meet your request is something that you can do without exhaustion or without experiencing trauma, then I would encourage you to consider doing that. Exhaustion and trauma, that's a different situation entirely. We don't want people going near that, but otherwise it's something worth considering. Clifford, how can you prepare yourself for the possibility that Martin will deny his behavior or refuse to comply with your request? What kind of self-care would you need in that event? Who could you call on to support you? And when you're ready, meaning you've processed whatever emotions have come up since Martin refused to comply with your request, how will you decide whether you're willing to continue to tolerate the interruptions? How will you know what to do next? What are the options available to you? Who can support you during this time? So all of these questions are meant to help Clifford prepare for the worst case scenario. You know, we hope that Martin will at least try to stop interrupting. But again, there's nothing Clifford can do to make Martin stop. So if it comes to this, once Clifford has accepted that his first request was ineffective, he has more freedom to think through the next steps around this issue. Hey, 
Hey, everybody. Before we get to my two cents for the day, thank you so much for listening. Please send us your questions. We rely on you to help make this industry one that works for everyone. Law Firm Culture 1.0 is a wrap. Let's keep moving forward. You can send your questions to info at exumconsulting.com. That's info at E-X-U-M as in Mary, consulting.com. And if you'd like to work on developing a trust-building strategy for your law firm, you can reach out to us there as well. We would love to lift those weights with you. All right, time for my two cents. We are so often burdened by other people's stuff, especially when they're in positions of power over us. The thing is, people are more wrapped up in themselves than they are in you. They do things that they don't even know they're doing, and then sometimes they do things to be mean because they believe that the lack of mindfulness or the bullying helps them. So there's nothing you can do to make them change how they show up including whether they stop interrupting you. But when you show up ready to have a respectful, productive conversation, you are in process. You are doing all you can do to positively influence the outcome. And whatever happens as a result of that is a win. Either you get what you want or you have more information from which to work, you little triathlete you. And that's it for our show today, everyone. Send us your questions. Come back next time. Bring cake, why don't you? Today, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Lori DeShane, who gives us five things you cannot control. One, what other people think of you. Two, what other people do. Three, what happens around you. Four, the outcome of your efforts. And five, the passage of time. She's right, you know, so go outside and play. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye.